You are tuning into the In Session Podcast. Conversations with Republican members of the Alabama House of Representatives. An opportunity to get to know the people who serve in the Alabama legislature. Enjoy. Welcome to the In Session Podcast, a conversation with Republican members of Alabama House of Representatives. I'm Representative Scott Steig, and I'm the House Majority Leader. Today, I'm excited to welcome our guest, Republican Chairman of the House of Rules, Representative Joe Lovern. Thank you for joining us today, Joe. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So let's get started with some background details. Tell us where you're from and what's your favorite thing about your hometown. I grew up in a small farming community called Graham, Alabama. It's in the northeast corner of Randolph County. And I guess my favorite part about it is just it's surrounded by a farming community. It's very, very rural. And when I'm back there, time slows, certainly slows down. And that's that's one thing I really love about my hometown. Awesome. You were first elected in 2016 in a special election, and you were reelected in 2018 and 2022. And we all know that family is a big part of our success story. So tell us about your family a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm blessed to have a beautiful wife, Jennifer, of 17 years, and we have two sons. They were, are 14 and 15. They were seven and nine when we first uh, ran for this race and and I represent District 79 and and my son explained to me that uh, he's seven and his brother's nine and uh, that was the reason that we should run for District 79. That was the best <laughs> best reason but I, I could hear but definitely uh, family is the most important part and you said uh, success story that you can't be successful in this uh, without full family support and I'm, I'm blessed to have that. Absolutely, absolutely. So your father was a farmer um, how was it growing up on a farm and how'd that influence you today? Well, I tell you, I, I wouldn't trade growing up on a farm for anything. I was right there working daily with my dad and, and, and my grandfather. And then my other grandfather wasn't far away. He built barns and chicken houses all over the Southeast. And I, they just taught me the importance of hard day's work. And, and from the politics side, they showed me that uh, farmers tend to work all day and they usually go to some meeting at night, whether it's tied to the church or the community and trying to give back. And I, uh, just that those basic values of appreciating the earth and appreciating the, what God gives you and, and just not take anything for granted each day has it really made influence for me and it still shapes my life today. Absolutely. Um, farming is one of the most difficult and meaningful position, uh, professions out there. Without farmers, we don't eat, and I try to always remember that. We all have had lived lives prior to serving the legislature. Um, let's talk about your professional life prior to being elected official. Tell us about the decisions to become a firefighter and what career that's been like for you. Well, I moved to Auburn for college in 1994, and my whole intention was to join the military. But I had a car wreck my senior in high school. It sort of changed the trajectory of my life. And so I went on to college and, and military wasn't an option. So I had some friends that were working in the fire service to help pay their way through college. And I said, I want to do that. So I worked uh, through some rehab with my body to get in shape to be able to do that profession. And uh, I 
thought I would uh, do that to help pay my way through college and, and have a fun job during that time. But I fell in love with the service component, fell in love with the job, enjoyed the people I was working with and serving. And that turned into a 25-year career that um, really uh, valued. I, I, I graduated at uh, Auburn and then tried to find excuses to leave, but I kept coming back. It was hard to find anything to do that was as rewarding as working in that job in the fire service. And I, it was a great career and uh, something I truly valued and, and was felt honored to have the opportunity to serve in that position. I think all of us growing up dreamed of being a fireman, you know, when we were kids, the big trucks and, you know, hauling tail down the road. And I think all of us as young kids dreamed of doing that and always looked up to them. So I think that's awesome that, um, that you did that professionally. But so most of your career was in Auburn the Auburn area, and you went to college there as well. So when Auburn is playing, I'm assuming you're a big Auburn fan? Well, there's no question. I've got on an orange tie. We've had uh, two days of meeting this week, and I'm two for two on orange ties this week. So uh, I certainly bleed orange and blue. I grew up in a family that uh, was mixed between Alabama fans and Georgia fans, and uh, I was the standout Auburn fan. And then my sister became an Auburn fan, and, and we uh, – we, I, I certainly uh, cheer for Auburn and attend as many events and wear the orange and blue any day I can. Well, this is going to be a difficult question. Um, so when Alabama is not playing Auburn, do you cheer for Alabama? I tell you, I'm not going to lie and tell you I do. There's times that uh, the rivalry is a rivalry, and I don't always cheer for for Alabama. Uh, but uh, when I, I do cheer for Alabama when we're in a, a national stage uh, against uh, people from different conferences where it really reflects well in Alabama as state and, and the SEC. And what I find with a lot of Alabama fans, we can collectively cheer together against Georgia or against LSU and I know Alabama's rivalry with Tennessee is, is is very similar, but I think other people coming into the SEC are creating bigger rivalries than our own homegrown. But you know, I'm I uh, I don't always cheer for the tide, but there are times where I would rather them be the winner than the other one. I agree. I'm you know I'm the same way. Um, I cheered for Auburn when they made it to the Final Four a couple of years back and I cheer for state as well. But when it comes to that iron bowl day, we're, of course, we're, we're right where we need to be. <laughs> well, I tell people don't, don't try to mix it and, and say, Oh, I'm neutral. Be who you, true to who you are. That's right. And I, I, I live in Auburn, raised my family there and two time Auburn grad. I, I, there's no question. I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter and it is, uh, we want Alabama to be successful, just not more successful than Auburn. So. That's right. And now you're not in basketball anymore, right? Right. We, <laughs> we gave you all football. We was, I was hoping you'd let us just keep basketball, but, uh, it's getting, getting more and more complicated. It is. Absolutely. So we're going to have a little fun. We talked about kind of your career and growing up, and um, we're just curious of kind of what your hobbies are and activities, like kind of what you enjoy doing when you're not being a legislator and a dad and a husband and all that good stuff. Well, uh, my profession of the fire service, one appeal to that was uh, there were some schedules that were hard working all night, but it offered me the one day on and two days off that I could pursue hobbies to pursue other ventures. And my wife and I have done some real estate investing and some small business ventures, but mainly I like the flexibility to be able to 
for hunting and fishing and, and with two boys, uh, anything outdoors, we are outside anytime we can. And, and my real true passion is, is flying. I, I wanted to fly in the military. And, and when I wasn't able to do that route, I rewarded myself after grad school by getting my pilot's license. And so any chance I can be in the air, I, I try to find an excuse to do that. So I um, am, it's turned into my kids enjoying it and I work to train them a little bit in it and they, they want to eventually get their pilot's license. But anytime there's something outdoors involving fishing, hunting, or just getting up in a plane and taking a beautiful sunset flight, I tell you, we, we just enjoy and appreciate everything about the outdoors. So it's, uh, I take, every weekend as a plan of what we can find for another adventure that is awesome and i think your boys will remember that the rest of their life well, we hear you on that tradition well you can make all the money and make all the titles but making memories with them is the most important thing to do absolutely you know i want to thank you for coming on this podcast and ultimately our true reason for the podcast is to let people know who you are as a person you know um, not from a legislative standpoint but um, has your father, a husband, fireman, uh, grew up on a farm. And we're going to ask just a couple kind of simple questions that to continue on what we're trying to accomplish, which let's see where we got. We've got what's your favorite food? Steak. I concur to that. Well, or how do you like to cook? I'm a medium guy. Medium I guy. I saw saw too much on the farm to go too much rarer than medium. <laughs> All right. If we went to your vehicle and turned the radio on right now, what station would be playing? What kind of music? Uh, no question. Classic country. That's a good one. <laughs> when you were in first and second grader, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a helicopter pilot in the Army. So. Okay. So Ed Oliver kind of beat you to that. He did. He, he made it. Uh, what's your favorite television show? Yellowstone. That is good. That is really it good. is. If they just would take some of the cussing out, I'd love for my kids to That's, say it. You know, we talked about that. Why is there so much cussing in shows now? That doesn't make it better. Right. Well, growing up on a farm, you understand the impact of urban sprawl. You understand the, the fight to try to make a crop or keep your cattle. So I much smaller farm, but I relate to the battles that they're dealing with on there. So I, I just enjoy it. And plus the scenery of Montana is yeah. unbelievable. I've never been out there. Hopefully one day I can. Um, all right. So let's wrap up the podcast. But before we do, we have a segment called Mystery Questions. And what we're going to do is get you to pick out three random questions out of the bowl. You got your first one here. What was your first car? My first car was a 1965 Chevy Impala. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's the taking the girls out on the date for the first time in the parlor. Yeah, that it wasn't anything flashy, but it ran and got me where I needed. That's right. All right, so here's the second one. Do you prefer foods that are sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Last one. If you could only eat one meal a day, would it be breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Hmm. I would go with dinner because uh, Sometimes uh, with my fire schedule, uh, the breakfast and lunch wouldn't happen, but uh, dinner would be how I, I, I would need to balance out at the end of the day. That's funny. Well, Mr. Chairman, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast session. It's been really interesting and a lot of fun getting to know you. And on the next episode, we will sit down with Pro Tim Chris Pringle. We're looking forward to that. Thank you for listening to In Session and keep tuning in the conversations with Alabama Republican legislators. 
You have been listening to the In Session Podcast. Conversations with Republican members of the Alabama House of Representatives. No taxpayer dollars were used to record, produce, or distribute this podcast. 